Dixon. Who uh, comes back at him. It's a wonderful run from Giggs! Sensational goal from Ryan Giggs! Gary Pallister calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona! I don't believe it! Well left by York, fed by Cole. Back to Andy Cole from Dwight York. Fantastic goal for Manchester United. Can Manchester United score? They always score. Giggs with a shot! Listen to Red Devil Talk, the podcast, episode number one, where I'm joined by former World Snooker champion and big United fan Ken Doherty. How are you? Morning, how are things? Yeah, good, thank you. So, the first question I have for you this morning, Ken, is why Man United? What was your earliest memories of supporting United? So did you play football growing up? Yeah, played football. Yeah, played football like on our road, and then we used to have a little car park that we used to play in, and then we made goals against the wall, uh, you know, painted goals against the wall of the of the back of the gable ends of houses, and we used to have uh, great little games in there uh, almost every day after school. You know, to be always like two or three or four side, like you know. Yeah, we had some we had some great times. You know, great times. My earliest memory, like, you know. So who are your favourite players then, past and present? Uh, my favourite player, I never really started, saw George uh, best play at, at, at that age because he'd already started left United. Tommy Duffy had seen to that, you know. So he, he, he missed out on the FA Cup final, of course, and he was, he was started. He was started. He left United, uh, Tommy Duffy had sort of, sort of pushed him out. But I never really saw him play at that age, you know, but it was only as I got a bit older and I watched, you know, they used to show some old sort of footage of him and, and stuff like that, that you get to sort of see how, how good he was, you know, and of course Bobby Charlton and Dennis Law, the, the trilogy, you know, or the trinity they used to call. So, I mean, Ben was obviously one of my favourite players, watching him, old footage, I sort of, as, as, you know, from watching as, as I was growing up, I think someone like Mark Hughes and later Canton of course and you know Rob Keane you know Beckham was one of my big gigs the Skulls but I think starting you know back in the summer I think the early the late 80s it would have been Mark Hughes I think you know so what's your favourite memory of Manchester United oh, oh that's easy I, I managed to get to the Champions League final in 1999 in uh, Barcelona in the Camp. And I think that was one of the great, I mean, you couldn't stop that, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't stop that. I was, I've been to quite a few uh, cup finals, you know, FA Cup finals, but uh, the Champions League final was just, that was just the best, that's just the best of the best, you know, I mean, the last, thankfully, yeah. I, I stayed until the end, you know, I didn't leave like a lot of the United fans five minutes before, 
I stayed to the end and, and I was right down actually in the corner where, where they took the corners for the goals like it was quite uh, it was quite amazing you know I never seen I never seen so many grown men cry <laughs> after a football match in my life that must have been amazing I'd say yeah it was incredible I think my other favourite Manchester United moment was after I won the trophy in 97 I got a phone call didn't recognise the number picked up the phone and boy said hello Kenny uh, I know you're a big United fan would you like to come to Old Trafford and parade the trophy around the pitch at half time I said uh, I said who's this I said it's Alex Ferguson here I said uh, go away he said stop winding me up you know I thought it was somebody winding me up you know and uh, he said, no, 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 I said, it's Alex Ferguson, I know you're a bit, I watched the final last week, you know, I said, oh, sure, I'd love to go, like, of course I'd love to go, you know, so he invited me up, and I went and uh, he took me around the whole ground, and brought me into the canteen to meet the players before lunch, you know, uh, before, yeah, before they had, they were having that lunch, it was around 12 o'clock, and uh, there was two tables, first team and second team. And I walked into the campaign with himself, uh, Alex Ferguson and Martin Edwards, and I was holding the cup, you know. And he said, gentlemen, he says, Ken he's a big man, you know, he won the cup last week and he's going to parade the trophy around the pitch at half time, you know. He's coming here to say hello. And uh, the whole room went silent and nobody, nobody boards. Like Dennis Hero was there and Roy Keane was there. And I thought, I'd met them before at Irish Games and the games previously. But they never budged, like, you know, they just stayed there, they looked around and nobody went sort of a deadly silence for about a minute until this big fella got up off the chair, pushed the chair back, walked straight over to me and he just towered over me and I was looking up at him, you know, and he goes, he shakes my hand and he goes, uh, congratulations, Mr. Dorothy, and welcome to Old Trafford. And the only words I could muster was, because I was, like, so nervous and so in awe of this guy and all that I could say was, Thank you, Mr. Cantona. <laughs> I was like, a, I was like a little boy, like you know. And uh, it was Eric Cantona. I once, because he was the captain of United. And once he came over, all the others came over and congratulated me and wanted to get a picture with the cup and stuff like that, you know. That was amazing, amazing. And that was his last ever game. He, he never played for United after that. He retired after that, yeah. He retired after that game in uh, in '97 against West Ham. They picked up the Premiership trophy. After the last day of the season, and he retired then, not long after. What a player. What a player, yeah, what a player. I was at the game in Crystal Palace when he kicked the fan as well in London, because I used, I used to go to the games in London because I used to live there uh, during the 90s, you know? And I was at the game where he jumped over the fence and kicked him out. He didn't kick him hard enough as far as I'm concerned. Am I correct in saying, Ken, that you actually scored a goal at Old Trafford? I did, yeah. some memory oh fantastic but in the wrong colour in the wrong colour the transfer window as ever there's several names being linked to the club who would you like to see in a red shirt next season Ken who would I look to see I'd love to see Neymar 
really good creative spieler. I'd like to see a, I'd like to see a really good defender as well, a centre back, you know. Yeah, it broke this morning on online apparently that United are interested in Alvireld. Yeah, he'd be a good signing. Yeah, very good defender. But I like, uh, I think, uh, I mean, we got some good defenders there. I don't think defence is ever a problem. You know, I think we could strengthen the left back, and if uh, Luke Shaw's gone, and also I'd like to see him play the wingers more. You know, I think we need a really good winger. I mean, actually, young is very, very good getting up and down. But I think we need an out and out striker, someone getting to the boy line, getting across. We're definitely lacking that bit of width the last couple of years compared to all we were used yeah, to. Yeah, it's, it's too like narrow down the middle. It's like too much of this chippy tappy stuff. I want to see guys bombing down the wing like I used to watch Giggs or Ronaldo particularly. They would that would sort of get the, the crowd going, get the hairs in the back of your neck like standing. Do you think Jose Mourinho will let the shackles off next season? I think he better because if he doesn't, you know your fans won't won't keep up. They won't stand for it. They'll rebel with their with their feet. You know they won't. They won't start to show up like what they did with Banger, you know. They won't stand for it. There's a lot of angry United fans. Okay, we got that kid. We've improved. We have improved. Still, some of the performances are just like, they're not good enough as far as United fans are concerned. I think the fans, to an extent, will accept his pragmatic approach while they're winning trophies. But like you said, if they're not winning trophies, then they won't accept it. Yeah, but I, I still think, you know, okay, you know, I'd rather play, and I don't like saying this, I'd rather win. as it probably hurts us to admit Liverpool have been brilliant this season haven't they? actually lucky enough to meet Steve and Dennis and I have to say they were two genuine guys. Uh, yeah. Absolute yeah, they are, you know. It must be great camaraderie to work with these kind of fellas. When you're in the commentary box, who's the player that most excites you? Who do you enjoy watching the most? I like watching Ding play as well. He's he's really good to watch, you know. It's a great achievement. The likes of John Higgins, Mark Williams, Ronnie Sullivan all came through together in the nineties and are still at the top of the game. Still going, yeah, it's incredible. To what extent do you think is the mental side of importance to be successful in sport? Well, it's huge, you know. I mean, we always say like you know, ten percent like hard work and you need a little bit of skill. You know, the 
80% between the years, you know, you have to be very strong mentally. You have to have, uh, you have to have belief in yourself, you know, you have to have the, the will to be able to, to work hard, you know, and be able to cope with the pressure, you know, and, and the bottle is the, as we call it, you know, and I think that's the most important, that separates the sort of the, the good players from the really good players, you know, and, and the sort of the good players from the winners that, you know, when the, when the time comes that you have the, the help, the mental strength to be confident enough and to be cool enough under pressure to that it doesn't sort of cloud your brain and, and it doesn't make you make mistakes. I think that's that's important, you know. So when you were playing, in order to deal with the pressure, did you ever have any techniques? I used to think about like good things that I've done, uh, preparation. I used to think about good matches that I played. I used to, that, that sort of would give me a lot of a lot of confidence, you know, keep me calm, like under pressure, you know. That's the way I used to sort of deal with it and, uh, and just say, well, yeah, okay, but I've come back from situations like this. I've won matches from this situation, you know, I've beaten this guy. I, I sort of try and visualize stuff as well. Important. So I, I'd see myself winning or lifting the cup or I think that's a, a very good technique as well, you know. I always say, like, the, I have a great saying that there are five vests in sport. Stamina, skill, strength, speed, and spirit. And the most important of these is spirit. You know, you can't win anything unless you've got the spirit to do so. And that's something that you're sort of blessed with. You know, it's, 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 I think it's something that you can really learn. I think you have to have it naturally. If you don't, it won't make you a bad player, but it'll separate you from, from, from the rest, you know. I don't know if you're a golf fan, but Tiger Woods once said, the most important part of his shot was visualising where the ball was going to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it's the same for us. Yeah, completely agree. In the last number of years, teams at the highest level, such as Liverpool, are recognising the importance of having a sports psychologist on their payroll. Do you think that in the coming years, more teams at the highest level and in individual sports will embrace this new concept? Oh, I think so, yeah. I think, it's, I think more and more over the years, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. I think it's, it's it's a necessity now, rather than a, a, just a, a trial or, or just to try try it out. I think it's an absolute necessity, you know. Give to give the to give the players that extra, you know. And it's all little techniques. It's all just sort of playing little tricks with your mind, look, you know. That's all it is. I think it's a, and once you 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 learn those techniques from whoever is teaching you, then you can you're able to prepare better and able to practice them and and make you a better player. I have two more questions, Ken. What's your tune on karaoke night? Ooh, uh, what's my tune on karaoke night? I like, nah, no, not Sweet Caroline, my friend's saying Sweet Caroline. I like uh, Fields of Roy and I like Dirty Hotel. Good choice. <laughs> the final question, cats or dogs? Uh, I've got three dogs. Toffee, Fudge and Truffles. <laughs> Great names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks very much. Okay, no problem. Pleasure. All right, pal. Good luck, yeah. Find yourself. All the best. All right. See you then. Gary Pallister calling for it. James can only fist it. It comes for Cantona. I don't believe it. Well left by York. Fed by Cal.